Hey, it's Alan Berg. Before we get to this episode, I've had some interest in doing either a mastermind or a master class before winning MBA this year, either on the Monday or the Tuesday. If you'd like to show interest and see what the different options are and let me know what you might be interested in, the prices, the times are all there. Go to podcast.allenberg.com. Click the button to take the two-question survey. Really simple. And if you haven't gotten your tickets for Wedding MBA yet, use the coupon code Allen. my name, A-L-A-N, at WeddingMBA.com. Save $20 off any ticket. Go to podcast.allenberg.com. Take the two-question survey. I'll see you in Vegas this year. AI for your wedding business? Yeah, listen to my next guest and find out. Welcome to another episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Berg. I'm a speaker, author, sales trainer, website reviewer, and I help businesses like yours sell more, profit more, and have more fun doing it. Enjoy this episode. Hi, it's Alan Berg. Welcome back to another episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I am so happy to have Kendra Ramirez on from KR Digital to talk about AI for weddings. Kendra, how you doing? Fantastic. Alan, it's so good to see you again. You too as well. We we met recently at a conference in Cincinnati. Thank you to Ron, who's probably listening, for uh, inviting both of us to, to speak at this at this day for the WebProCon. And you spoke about AI and all the wedding businesses that were there in the audience, and I'm watching their faces, and you're blowing all of our minds. And um, I've had somebody on speaking about AI before, but more of a kind of a AI, you know, what is it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you understand the industry and you understand AI. So what what are some of the things, well, actually just start with the stuff that you spoke about at the conference. What were some of the things that you shared at Web, WebproCon? Sure, sure. So, you know, it's really easy to start with business development, right? You know, business development and marketing is some really easy, low-hanging fruit for any business of any size, whether you're a solopreneur or a global Fortune 50. And so that's why I love about it. It really democratizes and it makes it affordable and, and available to many, many people. And so for business development, is, you know, writing emails, you know, just using creativity to say, hey, I really want to stand out differently. And Alan, you do a really good job of teaching that as well, of how to really snag people's ideas. But using ChatGPT, which you would just go to chat.openai.com to sign up. There's a free version and a paid version. The paid version is only 20 bucks a month. And so going in and using it to brainstorm whenever you're creatively stuck, So how do you write an email? How do you overcome an objection? How do you, maybe you've got a a customer situation, a client situation, and you need to put together an email in regards to that situation. And you want to be professional about it. You want to make sure it's written in a nice tone that you're not causing harm to anyone. (laughs) So being able to use ChatGPT and say, here's what I'm trying to convey. Can you make it a little nicer? <laughs> so that right. that's literally what you would do is you give it instructions as if you were talking to a person, which mm-hmm. is the whole idea of the AI. Mm-hmm. So you have this message that you wrote and you're not happy with the way it is. You go to chat GPT. Is there a difference? Obviously there's going to be a difference between the paid and the free version. What does the paid version give you that the free wouldn't do? Yeah. So I really enjoy the paid version because you're able to create images because OpenAI owns Dolly. It's D-A-L-L hyphen E. And so built inside of ChatGPT in the paid version, you can create images right there without having to go to a separate account. And so I really like that. I also like that you can go and create 
GPTs, private GPTs, which just is generative pre-trained transformer, private GPTs, and use it as little virtual agents or virtual assistants about your business. You can make them either private to just you or maybe your team, or you can make them public and they have an opportunity in 2024 Will you actually do rev share, revenue share with OpenAI if your GPT is in their store. So like there's just this whole other level from a paid standpoint to be able to build out your own little marketing team or sales team and interact with, you know, that particular GPT that you built. Okay. So going back to the example, you wrote this message yeah. or you wrote text on for your website or something like that. Yes. And you're like, it's, it's okay, but there's nothing special. Mm -hmm. So you could say to ChatGPT, here's my text rewrite this, what would be an example? Rewrite this with, what What are the instructions? Yes. So I saw so it's becoming kind of a prompt engineer, right? That's what it is when we're prompting these tools. And you want to treat it as if you had a human assistant. What would the human assistant need to know in order to produce the output you're looking for? So if you're writing an email, writing content for your website, uh, writing any kind of content, you want to be really specific about what platform you're writing for. If you're writing, you know, social media content or blogs, you can say, I want you to write this for Instagram. I want you to write it for LinkedIn or Facebook. And so it knows the difference. You want to give it a role. So you can say, you are a marketing expert. You are a search engine expert. You are a business development expert. And then give it context about what you're trying to achieve and the audience you're trying to speak to. And one of my favorite, favorite things to tell everyone is once you've given it context, the last statement I want you to say, ask me questions for clarity. And then the system will start prompting you to say like, hey, here's some other things I actually need to know in order to do the thing you're asking me to do. And your output will be 10 times better. Now, does it learn your voice? Like me, if mm -hmm. I said, rewrite this in my voice, mm -hmm. how would it yeah. know my voice? <laughs> So you do have to train it. So you have to give it some examples, a um, couple of your blogs, a couple of your writing examples, and then ask it to tell you what is your writing style. So then you can use that language, you know, just copy and paste when you're writing a text and say, I need you to write this in the style of Allen Berg. And so in having that information, so it knows you're asking it to tell you how to describe the style. And then you're using that style of what it describes in those props. You can also put it into what's called custom instructions. So it's in your settings on ChatGPT where you can say custom instructions and that way it's always using that as a frame of reference. So kind of like your brand where it would use your colors and things like that. It's putting it in there. Now, is that only in the paid version? I believe it's in both. I am not sure because I've been sure. using it for so long. Right. I, <laughs> I always forget, you know, what's in the free versus, right. you know, the paid. But. Right. Okay. So, so first thing is don't tell it to rewrite all of your things in the voice of Alan Berg. That would, <laughs> that would be my voice, not your voice. Yes. Uh, and it's actually a big discussion in the speaking community about mm -hmm. this and, and the content creator community. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want it using my content because mm -hmm. I am a content creator. And it can't use any content I haven't created. So it kind of forces me to write new content because it doesn't exist. So the free version versus the paid version, are they using different data sets to, to, to create things? 
It's the same data set. So okay. when it originally um, was public November 30th of last year, it was trained on 45 terabytes of data. Now that doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people, but it would take a human 500,000 lifetimes to read that much information. But what has happened since then, because it was a year ago, it has 10 x itself. So you have all the access, you know, in the free version and paid version. The paid version just also allows you to browse with Bing so it can read the Internet. It allows you to do more uh, analytical and data analysis. So it just has a deeper level, but it's the same kind of textual database of information. But being able to use Bing is going to use more current things than it might Correct. be able to use otherwise. Okay, Correct. So that's where, that's the, where free the paid version. Ver- yeah, right. the free version is only trained up until of September of 2021. In the paid version, the newest version that's out, which is ChatGPT for Turbo, is actually April of 2023. So you don't really want to go in and use ChatGPT specifically for anything like, you know, what was the Monday night football score? What's the stock market doing? Right. It knows nothing about what's going on today. You would want to use a tool maybe like Bard, which is started, you know, owned by Bing. That's going to be more of if you really need to know something that's really timely, you could use a tool like that. And that's kind of mashing search engine with AI so that it's not just taking your query. It's now going more intuitively. Is that the idea? Yeah, so it has the same kind of chat function and chat window, just like you would experience on ChatGPT inside of BARD, and BARD is free. And it just is because it's Google, it, we're able to get information, you know, on the fly of something that's more live versus, you know, the right. system being trained on it. Right. But it, but it's it's based on Bing, which is Microsoft, not based on Google, really, at that point. Right. Sorry, we're kind of crossing streams. Right. So ChatGPT, Microsoft invested $10 billion into it. Right. So the Bing implications in ChatGPT, and that's in the paid version. Okay. The other one that we were discussing was Google Bard. They're two separate systems. Well, Bard is Google, not it's not part of Bing. Correct. Correct. Ah, okay. Right. And Bard, B-A-R-D, like Correct. Shakespeare was the Bard of Avon, right? Right. There you go. Got it. All right. So what are some ways that you see local businesses mm-hmm. using this for besides writing an email or writing on their website? What are, what are some of the other things that you yeah. see your clients doing? Yeah. So marketing, sales, operations, right? Writing process documentation, writing how-to documents, you know, being able, even from an HR standpoint, write onboarding plans, job description plans, training and development plans, performance reviews, you know, being able to go in and, and use any of those. Anytime you're just stuck creatively of like, how do I say this? How do I approach this? And you can even do fun things with your clients of what I have seen where people will use the image pieces, which is text to image. You don't have to be a designer and mock up storyboards, right? And say, you know, hey, is is client, is this what you were envisioning for your wedding? Was this a visioning for what you were trying, you know, what you would like to experience? And it just kind of shortcuts the process versus taking weeks to get back and understand their vision. Now, of course, they always bring in their Pinterest images, right? Right, right. <laughs> So what are the requirements for saying that you've used AI to create something, an image or content or something like that? Yeah, there's, you know, because you can't copyright it, you know, so. Well, that's an important point. Don't, 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 don't don't just glaze over that. Mm -hmm. If you use AI to to make an image or to make Mm -hmm. the text, you cannot copyright that. Mm -hmm. 
Correct. Okay. Correct. So they are working on, so, you know, any kind of text and image, you know, from a copywriting standpoint, but there are saying though, just the likeness of a photographer, right? You know, when they capture an image and edit the image, they own the image. So what they're saying is once you start using and manipulating and editing something and then making it yours, then there's a capability of actually copywriting it. So, so there's just lots of discussions. The technology totally came in so fast and furious. We don't have the laws around to protect. And so that's what they are working on very diligently to have more what we call responsible AI. Right. There there you go. Because there are always people that are copying other people's stuff illegally anyway. Mm -hmm. This could, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like turbo, like you said, turbo that. I used it recently in Canva because Canva has added the level of AI. Mm-hmm. And I said, let me just try this. I said, create an image for me for a local mastermind education day. Mm-hmm. And it pulled up something from its library of things. Yeah. And it was pretty good. It mm-hmm. was pretty good. Now I changed it. I changed some wording and I, I added my my image onto that and stuff like that. But it, it was pretty good. And that was one of the first times I've used it for that type of thing. I've also used it. I translated my latest book yes. into Spanish and this was crazy because I, I used Deep L, Deep L, D-E-E-P-L, and it took 16 seconds to translate it into Spanish. Now, it had to then get checked. It had to then get fixed. And I think it's an important thing. And I think I'm sure yes. you mentioned this was you can't just take it for what it is, right? You, you have to yeah. read what it is because it, it may not be good. Now, the truth is I could have published the way it was, but it was Spain version Spanish versus Latin America version Spanish it was a little too formal in some of the things and it took somebody a while and they went through it, but they didn't translate it. They were just, they're basically editing it at that point. They were fixing it. I then had to do it French and a friend of mine was going through it. And it seems there's a lot more changes, even though it only took 16 seconds, Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. a lot more things that he's changing than they did in the Spanish version. Mm -hmm. And that could just be nuances of, of French. But he, he, I'm looking at the changes on the preface going, Oh my gosh, this is way more than they did on the Spanish version there. So it does it it's not replacing the person, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I just need a different person. I need an editor instead of a translator. But yes. isn't that kind of the point of AI is it gets you closer to the finish line so you're not starting at zero? Is that the idea? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. It's important that we have human in the loop, right? right. Um, for those that are new from an AI standpoint, you can't trust it, right? It may not even be accurate. Um, it will hallucinate, meaning it will very confidently answer things. And so you need to double check, you know, what it, it, the output is. So don't just, you know, copy and paste and use exactly what it gives you. Right. Make sure and read through it. Make sure and understand, you know, what it is before using it. Right. And again, I, I see for myself, I don't see it creating content, maybe an image, right? But I don't see it creating content because I am a content creator. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that is my thing. But I could also see it personally, like you're going to a new city and you want to ask for some things. You would do this to a search engine. And this mm-hmm. is just a search engine that is going deeper into the, into the thought process. So what would be the difference if I went to Google and I said, I'm going to Edinburgh, Scotland, you know, I have two days, what should I do versus going to chat GPT and answering, asking the same question. What, what are the difference in the kind of answers I might get? Yeah. So let me explain what a large language model is, because that's what chat GPT is. So a large language model is simply guessing the next word. So if I say peanut butter, what word comes to mind? Jelly. 
jelly, right? So in that situation, you very quickly and accurately guess the next word. And so that's what a large language model is doing and very, very fast. And it kind of tokens each word and associates different words, knowing that this word is always with this word. And this seems to be the natural flow of things. So in a situation where you're traveling or you're like, hey, you know, I'm here. What's something, you know, I should be doing. I don't think I would use ChatGPT in that instance because of the fact that it's not live, right? Like it's not up to date. What if the place it mentions a place and it's closed? Or what if it hallucinates a place that doesn't exist? (laughs) So in that scenario, I would feel way more comfortable either using Google or Google Bard. And so in Google Bard, again, it's live. So I can, and I just did this recently, is I said, help me plan a trip for seven days in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. It's for my husband and I, and we want to do some hiking. Give me an itinerary and where to stay. Mm. And so being able to do that. And then, of course, vetting, you know, I'm, I'm still, even though it's Google Bard, I'm still going to vet and make sure that, you know, the places exist and and, and, it, and it makes sense. Looking at my all trails, you know, app, um, you know, making sure that, you know, some of the different trails that it's mentioning, you know, are, are real. But yeah, you can do some fantastic planning. So like as, you know, an event planner, right, a, a wedding event planner, you can go in and say, here's kind of what we're, we're thinking about. What else should we be considering? Right. You know, really brainstorming back and forth with it or, you know, here's, you know, a scenario and and here's what we're trying to achieve, you know, with a bride and groom. And, you know, you know give me some ideas, you know, of how we can really make this unique and special. And then you're just going back and forth with it. Right. Again, treating it like a human assistant. And so, I, so brainstorming kind of kind of like brainstorming. Yes. But I, I think the overarching theme here is don't take it as this is gospel. This is what it is. I think too many people are like, okay, here it is and it's gone. And again, I could have published my book in Spanish with those things and people reading it in in Mexico would be like, okay, well, that's more Castilian Spanish, but I understand what they're saying, but it wouldn't have been the best version of it that I could do because we didn't edit it. Just like publishing a book without having an editor or something like that. Now, and I ran Grammarly through through my book, which is another tool. Yes. Right. So this is just another tool in your toolbox. Mm-hmm. More again for it, it sounds again, it comes back to me as it sounds like it's best for taking what you have and making it better, different, getting you unstuck than starting from blank sheet of paper. Here you go. Is that would that be an accurate I, statement? That's perfect. Perfectly said. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes it just needs to get you off of jump. It needs to get you off of a blank page right? and being able to brainstorm, you know, with it and thinking through things and, you know, just saying, you know, help me think through this and, okay. you know, what would, what would elevate the situation or what else you know, I'm not considering that I should be considering. Yeah. So, so you could say, take a page on your website, which you wrote seven years ago mm-hmm. and say, take this page on my website and update it to be more conversational my audience is couples getting married who are 25 to 35 years old. So that's the kind of instruction. Mm-hmm. And then it it would maybe soften the language that was too rigid, that was too corporate, that was too whatever, that that kind of yes. instruction. Okay. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. And then don't forget my little secret sauce. Ask me questions for clarity. Ask me right. Because then it'll clarity. start prompting you and asking you questions to have way better output. Interesting. Okay. So chat GPT. Dolly, which is built in that, what are some of the other AI tools that would be helpful to our audience? 
Yeah. So you mentioned Canva. I love Canva. You also you know, mentioned, so some of the other ones would be like for video or transcription. So like if you do a meeting, just like what we're doing today, if you have the paid version of Zoom, you can turn on the AI companion and what that'll do. And it's free. If you have the paid version, you just have to turn it on. It'll give you a transcription of that client meeting. So when you're going through and having that client meeting, you can have that transcription. And it's so good because even at the end of the transcription, it'll say next steps. So if in that call, you said, I'm going to send you X, Y, Z, or you need to send me ABC, it's nice and tidy at the end of that. So you're not having to, you know, after the meeting, document, retype up the notes, and then send that out. So that saves a, a ton of time. So I have the transcript turned on. Is that AI component already turned on then as well? Or is that something else I have to turn on? Yeah, it's called AI Companion. So you go in the okay. settings and turn on AI Companion. It'll okay. transcribe, give next steps. If you're late to a meeting, you can hit a button that says catch me up. Okay. And it will give you a very quick little summary of the conversation that has been had. And it can also click a button that says, has my name been mentioned? And so it'll take you directly to the transcript where your name was was mentioned as well. So I yeah, love that. Because I, I give the transcript to clients when they ask, because very often, like yesterday, I'm working with a, a, a couple of people with an entertainment company, and we were going through how to respond to their messages and things like that. And they were writing some stuff down. And I said, I'll send you the transcript. And again, like any transcript, it's not perfect. It's good. Are we articulating? Are we talking over one another? No, things like that that are going to affect how good that is. I have to look into the AI companion and see if I have it turned on because I do have a paid version. And that yeah. is one of the one of the benefits of having a paid version of anything, right? Chat GPT yes. or, or this is these other features. Plus I can have 500 people on a meeting, a thousand people on a webinar, you know, all those other kind huh? of things. But my clients love the recording because they can go back. What did we see? What did we say? Love this idea of next steps because I talk about that. I say, okay, here's what you're going to do first and things. So I'm curious mm -hmm. to see how how good it is of pulling that out. And just in general, any of these things, paid versions, I, I pay for Canva. I pay for Dropbox. I pay for Animoto. I pay all these different mm -hmm. things. All right. So video, what are some of the, what's a video tool and what does it do? Yeah. So a couple of video tools are Lumen 5, which will naturally chop up like a long video. So if you want to chop that up and use it for social media or your website or email, Lumen 5 will naturally chop that up. L-U-M-E-N 5. Yes, 5. Lumen like number a, five. Like, Right. Lumen yep, 5. five. Okay. Yep. okay. And then in video, it's in video, I-N video, will do text to video. So you can go in and describe anything you want to describe and it will create a video based off of what you said from a text standpoint. And then another one that I love is called Hey Gen, and that's G-E-N. And it is where you can either have an AI avatar as yourself and you can feed it a script and it'll, you know, share the information and it'll speak up to 60 different languages. So, so that's... It, you, you give it an avatar, which I just made an avatar of you using AI, right? I, I did using AI and all these funny ones that it, it gave us of you dressed up different ways and yeah. different things. But so it'll make my avatar speak yeah. my voice. Mm -hmm. So I guess you have to train it then, right? You have to two, give it- two, minute, two minutes of your voice. Mm -hmm. Two minutes of your it'll, voice. But mm -hmm. then it'll also translate it and have me speaking in 60 different languages. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Boy, that would save me a lot of time not- learning French and Spanish and Italian. 
that was that okay so lumen five chopping up the video so that you can then yeah. use one minute pieces for mm -hmm. social media your website and e e email right you know okay mm -hmm. and then text to video so mm -hmm. give me an idea of of this what is the video going to be yeah it, so think so, of it more like b-roll right you know that's okay. really you know think of it more of explaining something or a scenario you know so like for me in my industry i could say you know help help me you know create a video showing someone learning ai right and okay. and here is a brief script you know i want you to use and it just creates images attached to you know that script and so the words come across and the video is moving and yeah just text a video okay so again, it's not you in the video, it's images mm -hmm. that it's coming up with for yes. that. So you could Correct. use it for an explainer video. This is yes. how this works. These are the next steps or things like that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't use that on your own website. If you can be the one explaining it, it would be better if you were the one yes. explaining it than that. Yeah. It's um, always better when you have a real human in your videos and social media. It's just our brains are hardwired to look for, you know, the, the real people. Well, um, and also it, it's if they're going to meet you and they're going to do business with you, it's probably it's better if it's you. Yeah. But yeah. yet you could still give it an it could give you an idea for a script. It could make your script mm -hmm. better. It could do things like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Crazy. What are some other tools? That's video. What else? Yeah. So like podcast or a long video, you want to transcribe it is Descript. And it's D-E script. And Descript is you can go in when, you know, in, in the text, because it transcribes the whole podcast or webinar or anything you did. And if there was a scenario or a situation in there where you're like, mm, it didn't really come off the way I wanted it to, you just delete the text and it'll strip it from the audio. Wow. Okay. So take my video that I record, like we're doing here now, mm -hmm. and I go into the transcript, take out whatever we said, and that part of the video goes away. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. How good is that transcription? Because right now I'm using rev.com, which is a person, mm -hmm. a human yeah. that's doing it. Yeah. How how good is this? It's it because it's made for that specific thing. So okay. it's very, very good. Okay. So yeah, it's very good. And it also has other details in it. So when you're doing video, I could be reading a script and not looking at the camera, and it'll look as if I am looking at the camera. Descript has that ability as well. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because right now for the podcast, one of my biggest expenses, if not my biggest expense, is having a human do the transcript. Yeah, we'd have to do it and then check it. Because again, I in the beginning when I was doing this, which is only you know a little over two years ago, it's over two hundred episodes ago, but it's over two mm -hmm. two years ago. It the a the AI one just isn't that good, and I and I did run it through Rev's AI one. I ran mm -hmm. some transcript through there. It's good, but if we have to sit there and go go through it that's a waste of time, right? The, the whole reason for doing it is so that we don't have to do it, which is why I'm paying a human to do it now. So yes. I have to see, I might still pay a human. We'll, we'll see yeah. about that. Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite, besides chat GPT, what is your favorite tool, your favorite AI tool? Mm, gosh, there's so many. Yeah, of course I'm in chat GPT every day, all day. Yeah. I would say another tool that I use that's a lot of fun is called Tango and it's tango.us. And it sets on your desktop or browser. And it's more for if you need to do a step-by-step how-to, right? 
if you're like showing someone how to, you know, maneuver through a piece of software or, you know, something online, you know, here's how to do this, right? You know, right click here, drop down, hit the gear, hit this word, hit accept, right? You know, when you're going through and doing that. So normally what we have to do is manually do a snipping tool of what we're doing, describe what we're doing, snipping tool, describe, you know, that's three, four hours building that. And then so with Tango, and you don't even have to do it slowly. You can, because, you know, most of the time you're used to the system that you're working in. You're like, click, 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 click. It grabs it, writes what you did and produces a PDF of exactly Whoa. everything that you did. Crazy. So when I wrote out the instructions for my virtual assistant to do my podcasting stuff, I literally sat there and did what you said. I did a step. I wrote the step. I did a step. I wrote the step. I did a Wow. <laughs> So if you if you're listening, if you have a a portal for your customers where they can go and do things for their wedding that they can get to you, whether you're a photographer, videographer, DJ, band, planner, whatever it is that you do, venue, caterer, you could just do that. Just do what they have to do and it's going to write it out. It's going to have the video. It's going to have wow, that's tango.us. This is crazy. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, we we could probably do this all day and not run out of <laughs> AI things to do here. So Let's talk, let's talk about your business. So, so KR Digital. So what is your business? What do you, what do, you do besides talking yeah. about AI? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a technology nerd. I love, love technology. So I've led a digital marketing agency for the last 18 years. We were building bots in 2018 and um, already using AI in our system in regards to design and content and just thinking through and brainstorming ideas and concepts. And so I, in the last year and a half, have just been turning around all the things that we're learning and sharing it on stages. And so I am an AI advisor, speaker, and facilitator. And I work with businesses across the country to help them understand what it is, how it can be used, you know, use cases and pitfalls and how to build out their AI strategy. Okay. But you're also a digital agency still? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, My team is amazing. And so they have freed up me to go and play and do all the fun things that I've been been doing. So, yeah, we're still rocking and rolling. Okay. And what are some of the things that your agency does? Um, So we specialize in WordPress websites and social media management and lead generation. There we go. Got it. And in the uh, show notes will be contact information. But your website is? KendraRamirez.com. KendraRamirez.com. Kendra, thank you so much for joining and filling our heads with all of this that some people are like, wow, this is great. And some people are like, I am overwhelmed. Now they know how to reach you. If they are overwhelmed, I am very excited to get into Descript right now and see that. And then maybe Tango as well. So thanks for joining me. So appreciate it. It was great to meet you there. Thank you, Ron, if you're listening for introducing us. And again, in the show notes is how to get a hold of Kendra and you want to talk to her. Thanks. Thank you so much, Alan. Hi, it's Alan Berg. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. If you'd like to make a suggestion for a topic or for a guest, you can do that with Ask Me Anything on the button at podcast.allenberg.com. And if you'd like to find out about having me do sales training or speaking for your group or association, and that could possibly be for free, we have some good ideas, contact me at alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode and hearing your suggestions. Thanks.